When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. I've got to say I love the draft. Even though it went for, what, 90 minutes too long and it started at 7 o'clock and finished at 11 and the poor old players who were picked in the 50s had to hang around for three odd hours, but... There was something um, voyeuristic, if that's the right word, to go inside the um, surrounds of where the players were watching and watch the reaction of their family and friends as these kids absolutely live their dream. One man who follows it closer than most, he's from Fox Footy, he's a draft guru, Matt Barmer is his name, he joins us. Matty, thanks for your time, mate. Thanks, Kane. Thanks for having me on. How'd you think it flowed, the draft on Wednesday? Yeah, it was an interesting one. I think, uh, you know, seeing the academy prospect in Jamara Hagen go number one, which is something, you know, we've never seen before since the, the sort of the academy and all the father-son stuff in, in recent years. So that was, I guess, um, maybe a few months ago, a bit of a surprise to get off to, to start with the draft. And then, you know, it only took sort of 10, 15 minutes for a couple more surprises to really pan out with North Melbourne sort of shocking a few to go and get Will Phillips rather than maybe a, a half-forward prospect or even one of the tools that were available. So, you know, from North Melbourne's pick, it really opened up, I guess. Well, let's work through the top of the draft because that's where a lot of the interest lies. Rightly or wrongly, there is some some extra pressure that comes with clubs picking early. So the Bulldogs, no issue there, and um, they, they got a nice Christmas gift, didn't they? But what, what about Adelaide? They went with Riley Philthorpe, 200-centimetre ruckman slash forward. He's a big boy. He's competitive. Do you think the Crows made the right call? Yeah, I think it would have been a really tough decision. And, and the, the real factor, I guess, with this one is that the fact that Riley is a South Australian and Logan was the other real, Logan McDonald, the, the WA key forward. It was sort of, I guess, in a sense, between the two of those. And I know, as you know, Adelaide and the, the two-town city, it's a very hard one for Hamish Ogilvy and his team to really, I guess, overlook Riley. And that's not saying that Riley wasn't one of the best two guys in the draft and you speak to a lot of recruiters and, and even they were sort of split on what to, to do at the top. You know, some definitely would have said, nah, Logan McDonald is definitely the, the guy Adelaide should have taken, but others would have said that Riley was definitely, um, you know, a real candidate there. So, I mean, they weren't going to lose either way what happened there. I think um, Riley's going to be a very good player. He's 200 centimetres and his work in the sample was very good this year. So um, they certainly got a good one there. So if I'm North Melbourne and Ben Brown goes out the door, I think, well... Logan McDonald's there, he's, he's key forward, he's, he's ready to go. They don't pick him. Um, they went with a midfielder in Phillips, as you said. Did, did that surprise you at all? Yeah, it did. I thought um, I thought they definitely look at either will um, Elijah Holland, sort of the mid-forward, give them something maybe they don't really have in their midfield, uh, a guy that can really hit the scoreboard. And, you know, they've just got Jaden Stevenson. You could almost pair him. He's a bit more inside rather than Jaden. But, you know... It gives them a bit of X factor, a bit of, you know, someone that you can really um, go and watch the footy and say, you know, Elijah's going to be really fun to watch. But 
the key forward in Logan McDonald, who you know couldn't have done much more in the Waffle this year. He, he kicked a stack of goals in the Waffle League, which you don't really see too many guys go and play senior footy at, as 18-year-olds and actually mm-hmm. dominate rather than just filling a gap. So, yeah, I think that was an interesting conversation and I'm not sure how it would have panned out in, inside the club, but um, yeah, time will tell, I guess, with how that one pans out. Sydney seemed to have been a, a big winner picking at four and five with the academy player Braden Campbell as well, matching that bid. Hawthorne's bid at five. He looks like a, an absolute star. But what about the Hawks? Because I, I spoke to a couple of clubs during the week and Denver Granger Barras was a couple of player clubs had him number one. Now, Hawks have got him at pick six. He's 194 centimetres. He's a defender who's competitive. Feels like they've got a player. Oh, absolutely. And as you say, you know, a lot of the clubs definitely had him in their top three. You know, I know a few that had him at pick one and, and would have said straight away he was the player that they would have taken if they got up that high. He's just such a good defender. And, you know, Logan played Waffle C in your footy, but Denver Granger Brass did as well. Um, and his work was really good. He's a bit different. He's not your, I guess, your key position, number one key bat, because he can also sort of play as the, the smaller type lockdown and, you know, for those that don't watch a lot of underage footy, you know, comparisons are a bit here or there, but he's a Dylan Grimes sort of type. So that's how he will play at AFL level. He's not your David Asprey, if you're looking at Richmond's defence. He's not your lockdown back. He's more the guy that can intercept, can play tall if needed, and can play small. So there's so many tricks with him, and he was awesome last year as a bottom major. And I guess that's why clubs really rate him so highly, because not only this year he was very good, but last year he was also exceptional. Matty Barmer from Fox Footy. He's our resident draft guru. So the Bombers were always going to be a, a key player in this three picks inside 10. How'd they go? Yeah, well, they sort of shaped the draft in a sense of how the, the latter half of the first round was going to look. We always thought they'd pick a tall. So Nick Reed or, or Zach Reed was, I'm sorry, Nick Cox or Zach Reed was always going to be, I guess, the player that they would target and then maybe match it with an Archie Perkins, who's a half forward midfielder. And then with their other selection, maybe take the best available mid. Um, in the end, they went for the two tools, which is, I guess, an interesting tactic. I mean, it depends how you rate them. Mm. Do you try and get one of each? Tanner Bruin was on the board. Tom Powell, they had sort of some links too late as a midfielder. Um, I think at the end of the day, they've got these two tools that are, you know, they're very athletic. They can play not just as a pigeonhole at one position. They can play both ends of the ground. Reed plays a bit in the ruck. So they've got some real flexibility with these guys. And you look at the Essendon tools on their list, They've drafted tall for the last few years, but they're sort of pigeonholing positions. You know, Michael Hurley and Kyle Hooker are going out soon. You think uh, um, Joe Danaher left it the off-season. So there's definitely some gaps for these talls to develop into. Uh, a lot of Pies fans just trying to sit back and see if the club can mitigate some of the damage that was done in the trade period. Uh, pick 17, Oliver Henry. Pick 19, Finlay McRae. And a lot of people saying Collingwood did really well to get these two. Do you share that view? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it was all doom and gloom, I guess, for Collingwood supporters walking out of the trade period and, and hearing the things from Ned Guy and Fox Footy and, and everywhere talking about, you know, we're going to try and hit the draft hard. We think it's a great opportunity, but fans didn't really want to hear that at the time. But you look back on it now and they've done a really good effort to, to get Ollie Henry a, a medium forward that, you know, Essendon and a few of the higher clubs were certainly considering Finn McRae, the, the brother of Jack, a real inside type that you know, has got a lot of developing to do, but he can play senior footy next year. There's no doubt in that. Um, and then being able to match a bit on Reese McInnes, their academy guy, after those two was a massive, massive win for, for Collingwood and their list management team. So they've got three guys in that 
sort of mix in the, their top 23 picks that some clubs certainly had around the pick 10. So I think they've done really well there. And then they snared a couple of later guys in Caleb Poulter and, and Lee McMahon, who are, are really good prospects. I think that'll develop well. And so I think overall, Collingwood's definitely one of the big winners for sure. Was there anyone that got selected uh, late that you thought may have had their name called out a lot earlier? Yeah, I thought Carlton did a really good job to get Jack Carroll from Western Australia. He went at pick 41. Um, there was a lot of fans of him, um, I know, and clubs sort of in that first round range were, were really tossing up whether to take him. And his just stuff at WA level was really good this year. And he was one of the few that I guess raised probably where they were at the start of the year and, and pushed him into that mix as a, as a potential first rounder. In the end, Carlton, I guess, got a steal with him at pick 41. He's a, a really good contested ball winning midfielder can play across half back and he's a really smart footballer. So those footy smarts are really fit in. I know Carlton's just um, traded for Zach Williams and Adam Starr. They've got a bit of speed, but uh, Carroll's got that class and that midfield skill. So I think um, he complements what they've done in the trade period really well. And another Rioli at Richmond. Yes, absolutely. Maurice Rioli Jr. And it's a good little pick for the Tigers. They lost Jack Higgins in trade period. They've got another small forward. I mean, um, he's going to take a bit of time to develop, but, I guess with these later guys and the father-son's picks, when they're, they're around the 50 range, you know, they're not expected to come in next year and, and, uh, and dominate or play at all, really. They're just there to develop and see what they're like over the next few years. We saw what Dan Rioli did. You know, they've just got something special. And Maurice is a guy that doesn't have to have a lot of touches but can really impact the game. He can pick, kick one or two goals in a quarter and, and turn the game in a sense. You know, it's disappointing we didn't really get the chance to see him, I guess, at a championships or a NAB league level, but his stuff over in NT and um, in the past has been um, good glimpses. So I think um, the Tigers might have a good one there. Matty, before we let you go, I've got to ask uh, how the broken finger is healing. <laughs> yes, no, uh, it was a real good time to uh, break a finger just leading into the draft. Thankfully, didn't have to hold um, too many microphones, but it did make making uh, a number of phone calls and uh, tapping out some stories very difficult. But, um, yeah, glad that the trade period and draft period is all over now and um, focus on 2021. How'd you break it? Uh, just um, fielding a point, playing a bit of club cricket and uh, misfielded one and, yeah, oh. just hit it on the thumb. That'll get you. Hey, mate, loved your, loved your uh, access to your insights in the lead-up to the draft and post, and we appreciate that this morning. No worries, Kane. Have a good one. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.